Welcome to Dropped Again. As always, I'm Arslan Kadir, and I have with me Shahid Kishvani. And Shady, this isn't, you know, we're, we're recording this as a as a prelude to our interview to, uh, coming up this week, but unfortunately, it's not a it's not a happy one. You know, as we're recording this, we got the news of uh, of Shane Warne's passing, and um, you know, it's fitting that we got a leg spinner on this week. And oddly enough, Shane Warne was brought up a couple times in the interview. Chetty, what's going on, man? How you doing? Definitely uh, just gutted by the news, obviously. Um, you know, these are one of those uh, shocking moments where, you know, uh, very similar to the Kobe Bryant uh, situation. I know that was obviously a lot more horrific. And, and, and you know, it's, it's when, you, when you put everything into perspective, you know, I, I kind of heard that he, uh, he passed away in his sleep. And, and um, you know, for, for a guy like Warney, um, who obviously lived, Every day, like it was his last. I think that's very, uh, you know, bittersweet. Uh, as I say it, right? It's it's kind of how he probably went and how he lived his life, and um, maybe that's why he crammed, you know, eighty years into into fifty two. Yeah, he de- he definitely did, and I, and he went away. He passed away in Koh Samui as well, uh, over in Thailand. So not not you know in in paradise. Uh, is what a way to go. And, you know, I, I talked about, we, you know, in this interview with, with Hayden Walsh, who we, who's on the podcast this week, he talked about wanting to bowl like Warren when he was coming up the ranks, right? And it, it's it's crazy to think the influence that Shane Warren has had on world cricket. Think about every leg spinner from 1993 onwards wanted to bowl like Shane Warren, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, like he's the reason why I started playing cricket, right? Like I, I didn't start playing cricket till I was 16. I watched the, the 1999 world cup and, um, you know, I was a hockey player at that time playing uh, at the highest level where, you know, there was a similar swagger there that he had to, to, to hockey guys. Cause it was the, it was the sledging, it was the banter. It was that, you know, that, that cocky arrogance uh, about him, which, which I kind of related to and, and, um, you know, made me kind of go, Oh, well, you know, this isn't so different than, than hockey, you know, you could still sledge guys and, and get into them and, and be yourself. And you know what, uh, when it talk when it comes to being yourself, you know, he really allowed for players to, to get to that stage. And I think Australia was way ahead of their time uh, because of guys like him and guys who came before him, like RIP to, to Rod Marsh as well. So, you know, tragic for, for Australian cricket, but just that whole, I guess, Aussie mentality. And, and, and for me, yeah, watching him on TV and then getting to to meet and play with with John Davison and, and having a coach like Jeff Thomas, where you know finally someone in cricket like understood me for for who I was, um, you know, being different different than you know a typical you know Desi kid. I would say I was obviously brought up in Canada and different, um, and you know that's what really helped me um, feel comfortable in my skin when I, when I was on the field, and and that was you know, I'm, I'm playing to win. I'm super competitive. I'm going to sledge you. I'm going to come after you. And it's, I'm going to try to dominate you. And, and then off the field, it's, 
let's have a few beers. Let's go out. Let's have a good time. Um, and, and, and that's Shane Warren right there. And there's a reason why he's, you know, the king. 100%. And I think I was just, you know, Fox cricket has been showcasing everything and sky sports and all, all the networks have just been obviously Shane Warren all day today. And the one thing, I mean, from his own words, he said, I'm an entertainer. I'm going to find ways to entertain not only the crowd, but everybody, my teammates, we're going to entertain the world and we're going to win. That's what it comes down to, whatever I have to do. And and he was a king of, of playing mind tricks. You know, every every new series against England, he's got a zooter, he's got a scooter, he's got this uh, new delivery. And he, and he literally just goes. He didn't even bowl a googly. I think he bowled a handful of googlies in his entire career career he bowled a straighter one and the one that spun away from the from the right hander and he took 708 wickets with that so i mean just just an absolute legend of the game and and someone and and i think the biggest thing and i'll i'll leave this with this is he was never afraid to speak his mind whether whether it was right it was politically correct in the moment whatever it was he was willing to to say what needed to be said in the moment um and you know, it got him in a lot of trouble over the years, but he he stood by it and he talked the talk. But it, at, right after he walked the walk, yeah, he didn't he didn't care about uh, being judged at all, and he lived true to himself. And and again, like I said, man, he he lived every day like it was his last. So you know, uh, definitely a, a sad day, um, but that's life. This is life. Rest in peace to the king, Chady. It's you know we it's been a couple of weeks since you and I have connected, but we've you know we're coming off. We now have a couple of pools of interviews that that we've lined up. So we're super excited because now we have a little bit of a bucket bucket yeah. full. Um, and this interview this week is, I it was one of we we say this every couple of months where it this one really stood out and this one definitely stood out. Yeah, um, you know, I've had the the, the pleasure of, of kind of meeting the guy and, and working with the guy, and he's crazy uh, strength and conditioning buff. So we we definitely chat a lot about that, and um, you know, just an amazing guy to get to know uh, his story. And then this episode is is super cool, and um, you know, yes, I, it, it does bring me to tears at a at a certain point. You'll you'll hear me <laughs> hear me uh, sniffling and, and, and kind of crying in the background um, because, you know, he does get uh, really real about some things. And, um, you know, I'm really excited for you guys to, to get to meet uh, an international star. Like, I mean, it, it, that's what he is. There's no two ways about it. And look, the last thing I'll say before we jump to the, to the interview shades is the humility of the individual as well. Right. I mean, we'll put some clips out of this because I think it's, it's warranted, but also to showcase that, this guy just came off a series against India in India and decided to do a dropped again interview, but did it from his car. <laughs> he was on his way somewhere, pulled the car over and spent 30 to 40 minutes with us just chatting away, sharing stories, being real. Uh, I mean, you just can't, you don't get that every day and individuals like that don't come around every day. So um, any, any last words before we jump into this, Shades? No, just like super like when when you said that, I thought like yeah, if we had like Chris Gale or Andre Russell or whatever, like they might pull over in their car, but it'd be like a Bentley or like something crazy. And like this guy, just like you could tell, like that, like he's just in like some random car in Antigua. So um, you know, it, he's yeah, total total humble, total humility, um, and just a great guy with a great positive smile all the time. 
Absolutely. So here he is. Um, I've never spoken to him before, but I have now, and I'm a big fan. So here is Hayden Walsh Jr. It seems like any time we get somebody from the West Indies, they're fresh off a tour. So we welcome on fresh from a tour of India. Uh, he's represented the U.S., the West Indies, and he's got a bunch of accolades, which we'll get into during this podcast. But uh, we welcome on Hayden Walsh Jr. from, it looks like the middle of a highway right now. So <laughs> <laughs> Hayden, what's going on, brother? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm actually not in the middle of a highway. I'm, I'm at the basketball courts. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I know basketball is something that you used to do a lot when you were younger. So it's uh, going back to your old uh, days. Uh, basketball, not much. More like football. Football, um, a little bit of rugby, field hockey, and, and, and sprinting, of course. I want to ask you about that. I have this written down, but since you brought it up, Shady, did you know that his younger brother and cousin were in the 2016 Rio Olympics? Oh, no, I didn't. Because Stifler, he only talks about, he only talks about his own training and sending his own training. <laughs> no, I didn't know that, but uh, I'm not surprised. Like you're talking about, you know, one hell of an athlete. So, uh, Stiff, tell us about about yeah your cousin and, and the Olympics and stuff, man. Yeah, so my 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 cousin, you know, he I, I'm not sure if he, he still runs right now, but uh, my brother definitely he was a national junior athlete. Went to like, um, I think it was I think Singapore. Um, he won Commonwealth Games, 100 meters, you know, all of that stuff. But and it's a mm-hmm. funny story because he actually was doing um, what you call it. He actually just did athletics just to keep fit for cricket, and he became so like fast, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he just couldn't, he just couldn't, you know, he just couldn't keep going with cricket anymore. So, yeah. I was yeah, gonna no, say I it's kind of like the Forrest that. Gump story: run, Forrest, run, just keep running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, but definitely. I, I wanted to ask, like, obviously having a brother—is he an older brother? He's a young brother, younger brother. So I, I guess like you guys would always be playing sports, different kinds of sports, and challenging each other. Is that how you? Yeah, definitely. Grew up? Yeah, 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 definitely. Back in the backyard, we would just always be at it. You know, running, riding, cricket. We would have cricket. like these test matches and all that stuff and sometimes they would end up in in tears but you know for sure (laughs) my my childhood was the same like we my grandfather used to take me and I had four cousins we were all around the same age so we used to go to this park and literally during the summer holidays it would carry on to the next day as well so it was like test proper test cricket and stuff like that as well so (laughs) that backyard cricket man that's how we all that's all we all learn that's how that's where it starts I'm I'm gonna keep on the theme of family because obviously if you if you look up Hayden Walsh Jr. you also come up with Hayden Walsh Senior and then your uncle as well played for the Leeward Islands so you come from a very strong athletic background tell us about kind of some of those younger days watching your your dad and uncle play for for Leewards and uh and just growing up around around that 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 environment of cricket yeah like the there's there's this very old um, newspaper article I think my mom still has it I was like probably four years old and I literally have a, a cricket bat and a ball and you know <laughs> whites wearing whites wearing whites too 
I don't, no, I don't think I had on whites, but you know, um, it was just this battle ball. I was at my dad's cricket game, and you know they put um, future of cricket, whatever it was, and you know as long as I know myself, I've just been around cricket, and I don't think I could have even if I, you know, wanted to do something else, I I couldn't even see that because you know all I was seeing was just cricket all around me, um, you know. So my dad even had a cricket academy and he didn't even have to ask us if he wanted to go. <laughs> like we, were just, <laughs> we were just, you know, right there front and center all the time, every, every weekend, um, you know, playing cricket. Um, you know, it was just my life has just been cricket up to this day. Well, I mean, it, it's led you places. So I, I, I don't know. I, I know. I know your father's no longer with us. May he rest in peace. Uh, I'm sure he's shining, da- watching down on you with a, with a big smile on his face of, of what you have achieved. Um, but that didn't come quick. It was a little. It was a while before you kind of got your big break. Um, but then once you got your break, it kind of came fast and quick as well. So yeah. talk to us about that because you made your debut for the U.S. in 2019. Um, and it wasn't a happy debut in the sense where not many people were happy that you were playing for the United States at the time, uh, but then you proved them all wrong. Talk to us about that journey of getting to U.S. cricket and then obviously everything else that's come after that. Yeah, so how I got there was, you know, I was I was probably in like the West Indies regional system for probably about, uh, let's say about three years, but I just ha- hadn't been, you know, playing much I wasn't I didn't have much opportunities I literally play like probably like three three or two games the most three games a season out of 10 and you know one day I was just like you know I really can't be continuing to you know be putting all that hard work and just only be playing three games so you know i Actually, Jason Hall, I spoke to Jason and he was like, you know, Aiden, all you need to do is just play cricket, whether it's like, you know, in Antarctica or <laughs> wherever it is. <laughs> just just play cricket. It doesn't make sense that you're, you're just training all the time and, you know, you're not actually playing. Um, so, you know, I was like, you know what? Um, I could actually prefer the, U- the US. They actually do play cricket. And I think that is when they were you know, trying to get players involved, trying to find people around. Um, so, I, at the time, I just kind of like, you know, was just talking. Actually, I won CPL, my first CPL with um, Patriots. I met the the US, because, you know, they, they would be like a US um, yeah. player. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I met Ibrahim Khalil. Who was the captain at the time, and you know we we actually were good friends on the bench, and one day I was like, oh you know you know I have a U.S. passport, and he was like what? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you he called Pubudu. He probably called Pubudu next. The the next day, the next day, the next morning, I remember, I remember, I was on the phone with, <laughs> I was on the phone with Pubudu. <laughs> and you know, 
<laughs> literally. Ah, macha, literally you have to come play, fun. macha. Macha yeah, is a uh, <laughs> chance, macha. Uh, <laughs> we love Pubidu. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mentioned that it wasn't because... So what had happened is when you, you and both Aaron Jones made your debuts together, you were selected for yeah. the U.S., but you weren't a part of the combine that everybody had to be at in order to get selected for the U.S. But then you played a few games against the U.S. in Barbados, I believe, and then you were selected. And I remember reading the articles at the time, and people were not happy. Did, did you, do you remember that? Do you remember you know, getting messages on social media or reading some of the things? And where was your mental, mental at to, to get past that and say, I'm going to go play cricket. I don't really care what anybody else has to say. Literally, literally what you said. I was like, you know, I don't care. I know that I can dominate this level. Which and I didn't I didn't I was a little bit naive to how difficult associate cricket was, but you know, I just went in there fearless, like I don't I literally just didn't care what happened. So you know, I saw the I saw the the, the comments, oh this guy, he doesn't even get wickets, he, he doesn't even bat. And, you know, I remember there was a, we had a, a tour, I, I think like a pre-tour camp in North Carolina um, at Church Street. And coach put, this was actually probably like, he, he saw me bat in the nets and that stuff, but it was more, like, more of like a match simulation. And I remember it, you know, being a tough wicket to bat on. You know, everyone was getting nicked off. You know, ball was stopping. And I literally scored 100 um, in that simulation. And, you know, from then on, that just gave me so much confidence to go into, like, you know, I think it was the division, division either two or three. No, it was division three. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and smash it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, from from then on, I think it was it was a match. I think the match against Denmark, where US was like some eighty yard for five or so, and I came in with and me and Aaron had actually played cricket for Barbados before, and we had a very good relationship. And you know, Aaron would tell you we literally we don't. When we're batting together, we don't call, um, you know, like verbally. We actually run between the wickets through eye contact. <laughs> it's it's like literally that, you know. And you know, we 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 actually put on a good score. And we, you know, we won the game in the end. I remember put not what's his name again, Peter Peter Delapena, the guy. We're actually good friends now. After that, <laughs> you know he. You know he's, he's listening. He's a big yeah, fan of the yeah, podcast, so he listens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're 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 no, we're we're actually good friends now. But after you know him smashing into me, you know he was like, "Damn, <laughs> I can see on his face, like, God, man, this is actually a very good guy, like yeah. player." So mm-hmm. you know, from then on, we you know. We actually met, and I think he apologized to me. Yeah, he did apologize. He would, to yeah. Me for, sounds yeah, sounds yeah. like sounds like Peter for sure. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, and journalism, yeah. journalism. That's that's kind of the job. And like, man, yeah. about about that story, just I feel like 
you once you finally had the opportunity to to express yourself freely where like you went from being a bench guy to being a main guy um i think that brought out the best in your cricket and i think like since then you have not looked back because you're always like smiling you're always enjoying your cricket it's very easy to see that and and you now kind of find yourself in older and in a situation where you're not getting to play all the games for west indies either but i think that experience has probably given you a little bit of 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 um you know having a little bit more of a better head about it um because that's yeah. professional sport right i mean you've been engulfed in that for a while now and um you know tell us about just sort of how you were able to become more expressive and 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 enjoy your your game a little bit more uh once you started moving up with USA cricket yeah well you know as you said that like i really enjoy you know being on that you know mantle taking take well taking up the mantle and you know being the guy to say well hey look we need you to go out, go out there and um you know get some runs or get yeah. some wickets and be accountable um, yeah so like i really enjoy those cuz you know i um i actually compared it a little bit to um playing club cricket in england where you know you're the pro mm-hmm. um when you're the pro you have to like make all the runs make all yeah. the I'm not saying the guys at the US on the US team aren't good, but you know I just felt that responsibility coming in. Yeah. Um, you know I needed to add um, to the team and add in a in, in in a great way as a pro. Um, as as a pro because yeah. basically I was I you know I was I was the I was the you know the pro in that team. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else was basically just amateur. Playing amateur cricket uh, yeah, at that yeah. time. At I, that time, playing amateur, yeah, at that time, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I just felt the need to, you know, just show the guys the way, show show the guys how you know you, how you go about, you know, being a professional. So yeah, and, and from that time on, I mean, it, USA cricket from the, about the time that you came on the scene to where it is now is. Certainly, I mean, we look at minor league cricket, major league cricket coming up the ranks and all the players that are now contracted. Um, but you had a tough decision to make in 2019, shortly after making your debut for the USA, whether you were going to sign a USA contract or whether you were going to sign a CPL contract. Uh, tell us about that decision, because I, I, I can't imagine it was an easy one. <laughs> Man, that was just like... So, I remember... It's starting from, you know, we had the, so we were promised contracts um, after we qualified. Um, we became an ODI nation. And, you know, um, I remember after that, seeing the contract, I, I really wasn't, I really wasn't happy with what I was being offered. Um, I felt that, you know, for what, for what they were offering, I would probably would have been, um, you know, taking away a lot from my cricket and, you know, my family. So I just decided to just kind of leave things open and see how things go um, until, you know, maybe they, they would get a, you know, improve the contract or, you know. Or you make the West else. Indies team. <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't man that was that was I was nowhere thinking about West Indies I actually sure. was 
I was actually was my heart was in playing for US and you know taking them to the World Cup in next year actually mm-hmm. and you know just kind of dedicated my life to US but I just didn't think that me putting in that dedication I wasn't getting back enough mm-hmm. so um I remember GT20 I had gotten a contact for that and the US actually wanted me to go to a camp I was like come on I there's like this big tournament GT20 rubbing shoulders with all these international players I mean the players that we have going there are definitely going to you know they're going to like rub shoulders and rub off stuff that you can bring back to the US team so why are you you know stopping us from going there so I was like no I'm not going I'm just going to go to GT20 but um it was it was funny because I actually got when I was leaving Sinkit I actually got two tickets um for the same flight leaving Sinkit <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to choose in Miami whether I was going to go to LA or whether oh I was going to go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is an incredible story. And wow. like, I remember being like an hour into the flight and I still hadn't choose, chose like where I was going. <laughs> And you know something happened with the US and so I was like you know I'm just going to go to Canada. And I literally just ended up going to Canada. Um I did pretty okay in that and then CPL the same thing happened well not the same thing but they just didn't really get back anything substantial for me so I was I was like you know I'm just going to continue playing some leagues and see what happens and what happened was i made the western this team man of the tournament all of that stuff yeah cuz that 2019 a the gt20 you say you had an okay tournament but your catches your catches like, i was just going to say like that catch is right like now, every two days every two days that comes up on on my feed on instagram yeah, is that some, catch, of the, so. some of the best catches of all time but the other thing was in 2019 barbados wasn't having a good start to the tournament and then you sort of came on midway through. I think you only played nine games in that in that tournament and ended up being man of the tournament. I mean, you were one of the key architects of that Barbados Tridents win. And I remember I was in Barbados for a couple of the, those games, and it was a party vibe regularly, but just everybody was behind the Tridents that year. Uh, and it looked like, uh, I mean, I look. it looks like you had a big part to play. What was that experience like that year with the Barbados Tridents, Jason Holder as captain, somebody you look up to, obviously, based on that last conversation. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, so, like, at the first, I really, that that experience, the first um, half of the season, I, you know, I was kind of in between, well, in between playing and, you know, sitting on the bench because Sandy Lamichani was there. So eventually, I actually, like, sat out for a couple of games until he left. And, you know, sitting on the bench, I was just like, you know, I only just want one chance. I, like, I just want one game to you know, prove myself. 
And like the the one game that I got, that's that's when I got the five wicket haul. Like <laughs> the cricket is so like funny. That changed when your life. Things, yeah, that literally changed. That my changed life. your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it did. It and that's did, cricket you know? nowadays, man. Yeah, you just need opportunity. one one yeah. opportunity. You know, look at Carlos. He had yeah. just one opportunity to you know. Win a, win a world cup, cup. for everybody <laughs> for everybody to remember his name yeah yeah and, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's, he's he's not around the team anymore but you know people will always remember carlos carlos brathwaite for that you know magical a, moment yeah i have a i have a technical question before we kind of move on to, to your west indies journey is what what clicked with your bowling there was a very short time span where like I've, I've watched, right. So like I saw a different bowler in 2018, 2019, and then something clicked in, in something. And I, I, I want to know what was it about, you know, what was that clicking point for you where, where you were able to take your bowling to the next level? So it would, it would click when, um, coach Pubudu mm. got me to, you know, he was like, you know, I want you to try and bowl a little quicker. Yeah. I don't like I my before before that I was thinking, you know, my style of bowling would be trying to bowl like Shane Warne, rip right. it big. Right. You know. Days cricket. The, yeah, yeah. You that know? style. Yeah. So like Pubudu got me to actually, you know, he said, you know, just just run up and bowl quicker. If if it spins, it spins. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But just run up and ball quicker. Make sure it's on the stump. And, you know, just try that. And, like, I remember trying it. We had a camp in Antigua and trying it. And it, this was the first time I'm actually, like, trying to ball quicker. Like, you know, I got four wickets in the game and... I just remember the batsmen just having no no clue, and you know. So I I just I kind of went in between here and there because we still had a few other spinners in the U.S. team, but I was always I was also I was always you know working on that, working on you know bowling quicker, you know just you know that kind of Rashid kind kind of style. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's you, know, it's you. You have the right now to kind of claim your own style, bro. And um, yeah, I also just wanted to touch on on Pubudu as a as a coach because you know I had him as a coach and I played against him as well. And I think just his his knowledge of the game and being able to read um, conditions and players and spinners. Um, you know, you're not the first person that's talked about him. Um, every U.S. player, you know, raves about him and. Um, Every Canadian player raves about him, and it's it's no it's no it's no coincidence that you know he leaves a country and and, and they start to kind of decline. And I'm speaking for Canada as well. And um, you know he went to Nepal recently in the qualifiers, and you know Nepal almost pulled off a, a qualifying opportunity as well. So just wanted to kind of shout him out, and, and you know from your standpoint, um, yeah. you know is is he would he rank up there? Obviously, with what he's done for your game, I'm sure that he would rank up there as as one of your one of your best. Yeah, def definitely. Like, man, that the guy was like 
like almost my dad at one point. You know, yeah. he would come out to Barbados when we to to see me and um you know Aaron to <laughs> yeah to train with us for a couple of weeks and head out and you know that just shows you the like not just a coach like just the person himself yeah yeah is just you know phenomenal and you know I really have to I really have to give him credit and yeah. he is definitely like after my dad he is definitely you know top let, let's say top five yeah no good answer man <laughs> you know? we're lucky we're lucky to like I know for me as coaching now I'm so lucky to have been able to work for him for so, for so long and uh, the coaches are the guys who who do the work, man, behind the scenes and, and get these players ready. But, uh, you know, it's good to shout him out like that, man. I, yeah. I mean, to think what he's achieved, we're not going to, this isn't a Poobadoo episode, but yeah, think we'll what get he's him achieved on. I'll, I'll, I'll get him on. Actually, is unbelievable. Now. Look, coming off of man of the tournament for the Tridents, then leading straight into the West Indies. Talk, talk to us about not the moment you found out, but well, the moment you found out, like what was that phone call like being, telling you, uh, yeah. The chairman of selectors giving you a call and saying, "Hayden, congratulations! You're being selected to play for the West Indies." What was that like? Um, to be honest, like after the tournament, and you know, everybody is saying, "Well, you know, Hayden, Hayden has to be picked. We we don't even have a leg spinner." Mm. Um, I was I was a little cocky, like, yeah. I know you're gonna call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like it really sunk in when you know the news broke in the headlines and everyone. My family is calling me. My you know my friends. I'm you know being tagged every all over social media, and you know it was really like wow, this is really happening. <laughs> You know, it, it's been a, a lifelong dream to, you know, play international cricket and, you know, definitely play international cricket for the West Indies. Um, so, you know, it just was such a surreal moment to, you know, be called up by the West Indies, you know, chair, chairman and be like, yeah, Aiden, you're, you're in the West Indies team. That's, it's crazy. And, I'm sure the one person you you really wish was there was was your dad because you I've read an article this wasn't just your dream this was his dream as well uh, maybe just tell us a few words of 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 what that means to you kind of fulfilling not just your dreams but also your father's dreams yeah well remember you know my um my dad my uncles I had actually at actually one point there were probably about three or four of them on the on the Antigua cricket team at one point. And you know, none of them um, actually made it on to to play for the West Indies. So you know, my uncle actually called me, and you know, he was really he was really ecstatic because you know he was like, you know, this is this is all of all of his brother's dream. This is his dream, and you know, for one of his you know flesh and blood to actually make it through that you know it was just so he was just so happy to to have that so you know it's it's just such an honor to to be that one to 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 make it through yeah and and i you know i know it's an emotional moment shady's in tears already it's that's just the 
it's it's such a great story and look i i don't think speaking to any athlete you don't get to where you are without adversity and to be able to push through that adversity is the true character of a of a human being and an athlete and i think hayden you you definitely showcase that i'm going to change it to a lighter lighter note now because we had jason muhammad on the podcast a couple of months ago and he talked about nicholas puran not just not shutting up but <laughs> But you're you. He was captain in this in this India tour. Was it? Did he talk more? Did he talk less as captain? Can you tell us about that? Um, he, he did his quota. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I mean, some of it, some of it, I probably don't agree with, but some of it does actually does make sense. Um, uh, but he definitely doesn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I even I even met his I even met his wife the other day and um he was telling me something that she said about me and she was like oh you don't shut up <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like uh I guess I guess it's not just us yeah, yeah. <laughs> that those uh those Akil Hussein and 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 uh and Puran stories are hilarious man like, I love we love that that content coming together I have a question though Who's the who who's the hardest guy to bowl to in practice? Um I would say Andre Russell. <laughs> like <laughs> literally he just swings at everything and <laughs> no no matter how high it goes, it literally goes high and far. <laughs> Still goes. Yeah, and I would beat him for pace, beat him off the wicket. Still goes. Still. It- yeah. In, uh, is it tougher to bowl to the taller guys, like somebody like a Pollard or a Russell, could, because they have the reach to get to you? Yeah. Um, yes, and yes and no, because you know, I I found when I when I first made the team, I you know I would just get whacked everywhere in practice. But you know, now that I've you know been in it for quite a while, and I understand more. Excuse me. Um, you know, I can just know well. Okay, if if I need to be defensive, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna, you know, just bowl really negative. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, being in that environment just has really skyrocketed my, you know, my my skills and you know the mental of my game. So, mm-hmm. you know, is is such a blessing to be around those guys and and be able to, you know share the dressing room with them what uh okay so tell us about india man like everybody obviously wants to know about the india tour and you know just playing against those guys and 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 what their their level is at um if you guys if you're able to learn anything from any of their their players in terms of you know training or or practice or bowling um tell us about that experience in india man um we actually didn't get to like interact much um because you know there's a covid yeah. and that stuff yeah um i actually been there after the cpl after when when i when i first made the the team yeah so that would be when it was like these massive crowds and yeah yeah and that's such an experience when you when you're like on the field and <laughs> You're trying to talk to your you're at point and you're trying to talk to your boy at the um Cover. at slip. Yeah. <laughs> at, or at cover. 
you literally had to do like hand signs to say, <laughs> "Oh, you need to, you need to go that way," because it doesn't make sense. You, you like you don't even hear yourself. Wow. And you know that you know that kind of environment just gives you that extra boost. So I I probably understand why you know maybe Coley could probably not do as well in you know in just an empty stadium. Yeah, because when he comes out, it's just like, like it is just such an arena. It, it just he, you have to do well. Is that how it is when you walk out to bat in Antigua? No, 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 no. I'm sure. I'm sure you just hear a few goats. <laughs> it's not like the old days when Viv used to walk out of there. No, no, it's not like that. <laughs> Uh, I, we're coming up to the end of this, but Hayden, you've been you've been amazing, man. Some of these stories, and I feel like we need to do a part two at some point because there's yeah. so many more questions that we could probably ask you. Mm-hmm. Have you here for a couple of hours? And uh, I, I know you don't want to do that sitting in your car, so I just have <laughs> I just have uh, one question for you. And, and, and as as a bowler myself and Shady, I know you can relate. You you always have that one wicket that you always replay in your mind. Uh, what's what's been your favorite wicket to date? Um. I know you have more wickets than me and Shady combined, <laughs> so I know there's a lot to get through. But <laughs> um, I did a podcast with Cricket for Americas, um, and I I actually probably told them Shreyas. Never heard of him, by the way. Shreyas Aya, because you know I I was one. I think it was like my first, um, yeah, it was my first wicket for, no, the second. And I've actually got him out uh, like two times after that. So mm. that's, that's a, like, it wasn't like a, a big googly where I beat him for spin and pace. Or, yeah. But it's just like the magnitude of it. It's, right. it's just pretty good. He's so definitely, he, he's definitely an up and comer, like, uh, like my boy Ravman Powell. I got to shout out my boy, yeah, yeah, Powell, yeah, man. Yeah, he's he's uh, hitting it so sweet. Yeah, man. Well, you said that. I was going to say Shreyas Iyer is like uh, Hayden Walsh Jr.'s Daryl Cullinan for Shane Warren. You heard it here yeah. first time dropped again. <laughs> no, no. That's, Don't that, say man. that. He's, he's going to come out. He's going to come out next time I think, and smash me. Yeah. I think he's going to get in the, test, uh, in the test team here uh, as well. So with that, Hayden, again, thank you so much. This has been unbelievable. We're going to probably steal another 30, 40 minutes from you at another point, but I know you've got things to do uh, as you're on the highway right now. So uh, the way we like to to end our interviews is to give you the final word. You can shout anybody out. You can thank anybody. You can say whatever you want. Uh, You can call out who your next wicket's going to be, whatever you want. The the floor is yours. Now I just want to shout out, um, you know, all the all my old teammates from the USA team. Um, you know, it actually it's actually been a while since we've met. So, you know, guys like um, what's the name? Um, Jesse, Jaskaran, um, Elmore, ah, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all yeah. those guys. You know, and. You know, I hope I hope they're doing well, and you know I wish them all the best. 
Amazing. Amazing. Well, I was going to say when you were talking about India, it would have probably helped to have Aaron next to you. So you, you wouldn't even have to talk. You just look at each other and know what each other's saying. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but with that, uh, thanks again, Hayden. This has been dropped again and, uh, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Peace.